welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sergio, uh, and as always, uh, your other host is here as well. How's it going, Jeff? It's going really well, Sergio. How's it going for you? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. We, uh, we're, again, operating on a short week, uh, trying to get the, uh, the coverage of Shredder's Revenge uh, into the podcast as quickly as possible. Uh, without disrupting our schedule too much, so uh, our listeners have have like they've been treated to an ep- one episode every week for the past three weeks, Jeff. They have, and and I I want to say you know don't get used to it. We're we're, we're not gonna we're not spoiling you, you know. No, I'm kidding. Um, we're we're happy to spoil you. Uh, and and this this episode will be no exception. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Again, I guess I didn't bury the lead there. Uh, Shredder's Revenge is our topic today. Uh, and I know I know Jeff is chomping at the bit to uh, to talk about that. Indeed, I am. Uh, but before we get to the main topic, we do have some like formalities we have to get through. So uh, here's where I throw it to you, Jeff. It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Now that the uh, the sound effect is a uh, you know played, uh, I, I I guess I'm not gonna really talk about what's in my box this week because nothing is nothing came in. It's been oh. a week rather than you know two weeks, so nothing has come in. But I do want to talk. I'm I'm gonna kind of cannibalize the uh, the news section, okay, and talk about what is gonna be in my box, and that is loot crate. Mon dieu! Yeah. So so rising from the ashes of what we thought Loot Crate was, uh, it, it's it's all indications point to th- we actually have crates on the way. And how did you get this information, Sergio? V- well, via email. Uh, well, first I was notified by a listener. Uh, a listener reached out and said, hey, uh, d- dude, check this out. And and it was <laughs> and it was uh, a screenshot of his email. And I was like, I, I hope this is real. <laughs> I, I hope that you're not being, fi- you know, fished or scammed or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, two hours later, I got two shipping emails confirming that two boxes are on the way. And since I did order two sets of of, of uh, loot crates, mm-hmm. that makes me believe that this is going to be box two. Okay. Because uh, did you get a, sh- a shipment confirmation for yours? I have not gotten one yet. Uh, I only ordered the Dark Turtle uh, loot crate. So, yeah, which I think is box three. Yeah, it's either three or four. So that would be like you not getting an email would be consistent with my theory that what they're shipping right now is box two. Yeah. So uh, they they're using DHL as their shipping partner. Not a fan. Uh, well, I'm sure DDA. Look, Loot Crate barely has enough cash to operate right now. So I'm sure they chose the cheapest shipping option that they could find. Bare minimum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So if, if you ordered the Loot Crates and didn't cancel them, because a lot of people found a way to cancel them and get their money back. And it's, you know, it's understandable. When did we pre-order these? Like last February? Yeah. 
something yeah. like that. Yeah, let me let me see if I can get a, a date on that. Uh, February of 2021, I believe. Oof. Okay, I have a purchase confirmation in front of me. Yeah, I placed the order on February 23rd, 2021. Wow. Yeah. But 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 like you know, there's been so many theories that oh they're not going to ship it. The company is going under and blah 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 blah. And the whole time I've been like, well. I guess I'm just out the money or I'll just wait it out. It looks like waiting it out has, has finally paid off. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so yeah, other than that, I, d- I don't have anything in my box this week. Okay. Ex- ex- except like supplies for the, uh, the comic con that's coming up this weekend. Yeah. But we'll get to that when we close the show. Don't let okay. me forget to talk about the comic con when we, when we close the show. Okay. What is our next segment, Jeff? And now it's time for that news. <laughs> yes, it's news time. And even though it's been a short week, it's only been a week. We we have a decent chunk of news and a yeah. varied chunk of news. It's not just a whole bunch of NECA stuff. It happens ever so often. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to let you... Uh, I'll let you take it from here. What's our what's our first news topic? Uh, well, hot on the heels of uh, Shredder's Revenge, IDW will be uh, publishing a brand new uh, eighty seven cartoon miniseries comic. Yeah, yeah. I, this is it's it's strangely obvious news, but it's also yeah. Weird. You know, like like they're what twelve years into the IDW run now, or like eleven years into the IDW run. How they haven't done this already is beyond me. Yeah, uh, but I, I guess it makes sense. It's it's what a four issue miniseries. Yes, that's that's a weird length. Like like nowadays when IDW does does like uh, floppies before they do a trade, it's five issues. Hmm. But hey, I'm not gonna say no to it. Uh, Neither am I. I'm I color me intrigued. Um, and why is I'm that? Hoping... What, what 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 makes this so um intriguing for you? Well, first of all, the 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 promo image looks absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, they all look the turtles all look very serious, and it doesn't look you know super goofy as you know some of its made up to be so my thinking is maybe it's more of like a tonal shift like it's more maybe action heavy with some light comedy uh maybe you know uh, some of the uh you know archie comics you know later run uh feels to it maybe um or maybe some of that season one uh you know uh of the show goodness where it was you know a bit more action you know light comedy yeah like I, I I totally see them like being a bit more aggressive, like you know, actually cutting uh, foot soldiers in half, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, I want to see that but, so bad. But 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 I don't see a full tone shift, you know. Like if you're going right. to make a comic based on the original cartoon, make a comic based on the original cartoon. So keep the tone, keep the humor, keep 
you know, the the slightly lame uh, delivery of everything, because that that's what that's what you're there for. That's why you bought the book. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I like, I, I, you know, I would like a mixture, you know, but then they then they, have the, then they have the regular IDW book for you. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's a mix. I, I want to mix. Yeah, I. I, I want it to be – I, oddly enough, want it to be exactly like the cartoon. Like, And that's where you and I do not agree. <laughs> yeah. It's – again, again, if, you, if you're going to pitch me an idea, don't pitch me an idea and then change it. Like, pitch me an idea and stick to it. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, because the intention was always for it to be uh, a heavy action, light comedy show, but it, it shifted in season two. So. Yeah. And we'll get to a lot of the, uh, the like the comedy when we when we get to talking about Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, because because there's some there's the brand of comedy in the original cartoon is very specific and very yeah. peculiar. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah. What is our next news topic? Uh, NECA has unveiled their first prototype images for Rex one. From the yeah. original 80s cartoon, um, if you all remember him from the episode New York's Shiniest, that is season two, episode 10. Yes, it is. And these prototypes look fantastic. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he looks saw... like he might be like the freaking size of Chrome Dome. Yeah, he does look huge. Uh, I saw that like we're going to link to the the actual like um, prototype images in in the the show notes but apparently they were on some podcast some 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 youtube podcast this week and showed off the actual figure mm. and it looks amazing i'm down yeah it's it's exactly what you would expect out of a a, a tnt or a, a rex figure yeah like i've always really enjoyed that episode i even have an animation cell uh, from that episode, it just happens. Well, you can't really see Rex very well because uh, he's walking away from the camera with April draped over his his shoulder. Yeah. But I got it nonetheless. Cool. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. And and obviously this is going to be part of the cartoon line, which means it'll be a Target exclusive. Um, closer to release date, they may do a a uh, Neca store online, you know, pre order. That's Usually that's that's kind of the route they've been taking. Yeah. Uh, so if you're willing to pay fifteen dollars shipping to get this guy sent to you, you, you know, that would be a way for you to get him. Hey, it's Rex. I'd yeah. do it. Yeah, it's it, and it looks like it's going to be an ultimate figure, uh, not part yeah. of a two pack because he's substantial. It was a beefy boy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's next, Jeff? Continuing that figure train, um, Funko um, will be releasing some more Funko Pop figures at San Diego Comic-Con, but this time it will be the Power Rangers Turtles crossover figures. And we first up, we have Leonardo and Donatello. Yeah. So I'm real tired. Not tired. I guess I Funko needs to calm down. They can't like they've released a full line of turtles figures once a year for like the past three years. 
that's hot sellers. Yeah, this would be the fourth year if they were, you know, if they do the the entire line of Power Rangers Ninja Turtles figures. And I really hate that these are Comic-Con exclusives. Yeah. Hate it. Because these look really cool. They do look cool. They look better than the um, Hasbro uh, uh, figures they're putting out. At least for the Turtles' heads. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, as kind of part of this is kind of a subset of news. I guess it makes sense that Funko is is going hard on uh, Ninja Turtles Funko Pops because two months ago or the the, the month that the last Ronin issue five came out, the last Ronin issue five was the best selling comic book in previews like in. what from diamond like that that was the best selling one simultaneously the best selling action figure from diamond was the raphael funko pop Mm -hmm. so clearly funko is like people love these stupid (laughs) these stupid pops uh let's make some more now them announcing just leonardo and donatello has me wondering if they're going to do the others. Oh, there'll there'll be another exclusive somewhere else. Do you think so, or do do you think those will actually hit stores? Um, I to my knowledge, well, like the only time I've seen Comic Con exclusive Funko Pops has been at like Barnes and Noble. Right, and right. And sometimes, well, and sometimes they show up at GameStop, and maybe 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 Hot Topic. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I've gone exclusive pop hunting. So for those of you, uh, you know, who hunt Funko Pops, you would uh, know a bit better um, yeah. in this regard. Well, I, I, I guess my question is, there's, you know, the glaring omission of Raphael and Michelangelo. Yeah. Do they make those two? And if they do, where will you be able to purchase them? Yeah. Will will they hit previews? Will they be in Walmarts? You know, like what's the exclusivity status of Raphael and Michelangelo? Or they may not make them, which is even more bonkers. I think they will. They wouldn't just do those two, and you know, although they did make a tick figure without Arthur, so anything's possible. <laughs> yes, I'm still salty, Funko. Yeah. Uh, it just occurred to me. So when, when you're, when you're searching for turtles, Funko pops, you're fighting with all other turtles fans, right? It's like, oh man, this one's a, this one's a chase, you know, it's, it's, and, and you're just, there's just one fan base involved here with this. There's two fan bases involved. Yeah. So effectively, potentially twice the number of people will be trying to get to these. Potentially. Yeah, that's uh, it's upsetting. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I do plan on getting those at some point somehow. Oh, somehow we'll see. Uh, what is the, our next chunk of news? Uh, this time we're going to uh, some streaming news. Uh, the first season of the 2012 uh, CGI animated turtle series is coming to Paramount Plus. 
<laughs> I don't know if it made it into the episode, but I remember us talking about this like three or four episodes ago, and I was like, it's on Paramount Plus, right? And you were like, no, it's not. And I'm like, it's got to be it, right? And it it wasn't. But now now they have season one, which is real weird. Just just season one? Yeah. For now, that's all that I've been able to find is season one. So, you know, all of 2K3 is there. All of Rise is there. Uh, you should be watching. Um, and then now the first season of, of, of 2012 is there. Um, so I guess if it, you know, pulls well uh, in the numbers that they'll add more. But it, they really lose nothing by adding all of it. And and that may be like a an exclusive deal, like like because season one is on Netflix right now, right? Yeah. So it's possible their deal with Netflix states that you can't post more than we have. You you can't stream more than we have. I don't know. I'm not sure how those those work. There, there are all all those deals are really weird, but it, it's just one season. One season's nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's like, what, 20? 26 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, for those of you who are (laughs) diehard Paramount Plus fans, you now can stream that. Yeah. I don't think any of those, those, I don't know if those people exist. There might be. There might be. There's some good stuff on Paramount Plus. Like, I wouldn't say it's better than Netflix or HBO Max or, you know... But it's it's like a or or Disney Plus. It's like a strong fourth place. Yeah. You know, they they've got all the South Park stuff, they've got um Ninja Turtle stuff. They they have a they have a Rugrats reboot. Yeah. Which is real weird looking. Very weird looking. Yeah. I mean even weirder than the original show. I loved Rugrats, man. Some really weird looking babies. Yeah. Uh, th- I think that does it for news. We were able to like bust right through that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with Shredder's Revenge. Okay. And we're back. Uh, be- before we get, get to Shredder's Revenge, I promise it's coming. It is. It is. <clears throat> I got a couple more things. They're not really, they're not necessarily news. Uh, just kind of updates. So remember a couple months back when I said that I was going to order a PC copy of TMNT 2 Battle Nexus? Right. Uh, you know, hoping to to actually install it and play it and, and get like – and be able to see it in like super high definition. Mm-hmm. Well, I got it in, and I installed it, and I was succe- I was able to successfully play it. So victory there. But it the highest resolution it goes to is like 740. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's 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 not even like I was I was very disappointed and and you there, there's no way to remap the the controls. It, Ooh. Yeah, and it's a PC game. You're supposed to have all these weird you know cool options with PC games and. Oh, that's ugly. But but it's the just... good news is is oh? if if you have like an Xbox controller that is you know connected to your PC, it just works. Huh. Yeah, you don't you don't have to to, you know, trick it or bind anything. It just works. So, it's still not a good game. It's 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 especially not a good game coming right off of Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Uh, 
but it was really cool getting it loaded on the computer and actually playing it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, this one is a personal gripe, and it's directed directly at Dave Sim, of all people. Ooh. Yeah. All right, so several months back, uh, at this point it's it's been like six months, it's been a while. Uh, do you remember uh, when Dave Sim did his Kickstarter for Pieces of Turtles 8? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we covered it here, and I said I was going to order it, and I did. And it was basically like a, an eight-page behind-the-scenes look at a remastering of Turtles number eight. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, is the notorious... Uh, What's his name? Cerebus crossover. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know what you know about Kickstarter, but when you have a Kickstarter, the owner of the or the, the the person behind the Kickstarter usually communicates to you through that platform. Yeah, you know, I've done I've done Kickstarter stuff. I've gotten uh, something in from Kickstarter uh, recently, actually. In fact. Yeah, and typically they're they're you know. The emails come from Kickstarter and they say this, 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 whatever. And multiple times in the communications from that specific Kickstarter, they referred to a Pieces of Turtles 8, like 8.2, which would be the the, the second set of, of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And they referred to it as there's a Kickstarter coming for it soon. Keep your eyes out. There's a Kickstarter coming for it soon. Well, there's no Kickstarter for it. And they did some sort of like it wasn't even an email blast. It was like you had to be paying attention to a very specific thing to send money to Dave Sim. So he would send you one from Canada because apparently it was the Canadian release. I, I don't know the specifics on it. All I know is we were communicated with and told that we would get a Kickstarter, which is very easy to participate in and very easy to pay for something and get what you ordered. But it there's no signs of him doing a Kickstarter for pieces of 8.2. Huh. Meaning, meaning, it's very possible that I missed out on it. Hmm. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, so I went to his website to try to reach out to him. Guess how you can, can reach out to Dave Sim? Uh, snail mail? Snail mail, which I think he's in Canada. Let me see. Uh, or you can call him. What? Yeah. Yeah. You can Is carrier pigeon an option. Uh, it might as well be because the third option is fax. Okay. How off the, I mean, if, mm. <laughs> this sounds like someone who is living kind of off grid. Yeah. It it really feels like it. Cause, I said kinda, because he still has a phone and he has a, a mailing address. Yeah, this dude is still operating fine. a website as if it's 1997. Oh, jeez. No, not even that. 1995. Yeah. Like, there's an email on his page that I reached out to, and the email is not for him. It's for technical questions on his website. It, uh, is it a let me ask you this is it a geo site <laughs> no <laughs> you sure it, 
I don't think so. It's uh, cerebusdownloads.com. That sounds really funny. <laughs> yeah. So, like... Don't I, go look that up, kids. Safe search on. Safe search on, always. I Like, this is a very specific complaint, because, I, you know, me being a collector, I want all of those stupid books, right? Yeah. And it just really bothers me that multiple times we were told... Keep your eyes out. Kickstarter's coming. And there's nothing. There's nothing. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if anyone has any news on that, please reach out. Uh, it's, it's Shellheads Podcast on Instagram, and maybe we can figure that out. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Okay, Jeff. Now we're allowed to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, the video game. Yes. So it came out, what, last Thursday? Last, yeah, last Thursday. Yeah. And it, it's been out for less than a week. How many times have you beaten it? Okay, so I've only <laughs> beat it the once because I've been going and trying to level up all my characters before I go back and do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a good while to level up your characters. Not, not really. Like if you just play, through the, if you just play through the game, you'll level up your character. Yeah, I mean, I'm working on it between that and other stuff, but I've, I've got maybe like three or four uh, leveled up. Um, who was the first turtle that you played? Really, gotta ask me that. Michelangelo. Redundant question. Of course. <laughs> okay. Of well, course. then, then let's then let's pull off the bandaid. What do you think of the game, Jeff? I absolutely love it. Um, at first, it was a little because the mechanics are are different than the previous uh, uh, the, the previous game. So I'm just used to going and you know just beating the you know crap out of foot soldiers and stuff. But there's there's a little bit of you know there's a bit more to it. You know these are you know, a bit smarter AI uh, um, foot soldiers. Um, they still get behind you like normal foot soldiers and like, oh, you're beating one guy up. Let me go behind you. Like, hey, I see you I know what you're doing. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Um, and you have foot soldiers that block now and there's all different types of weapons and stuff that they all have. And so they introduced a new uh, well, this was there in the Turtles in Time game. You could do, uh, you know backflips and all or you know uh somersaults all that not somersaults um you know what i'm talking about you could do you could slide and you could also do you know flips and stuff yeah um but this there's a bit more fleshed out mechanics to it so it it was a little rough at the first and then now i'm just really kind of starting to kind of get into the groove of it and uh, learn the mechanics and um, uh, it's, it's it's interesting that you say that I had no trouble just dropping right into it yeah but 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 then again I I don't play those you know original games like once a year like you do so I play more than once a year that's I the thing like yeah like super often so yeah I play them maybe once every six seven years yeah so I I don't have that stuff just in my back pocket at all times mm-hmm it it is an incredibly playable game. Yeah, and I, I know that's a that's a, that's a 
kind of a stupid way to look at it, but no, that's kind of high praise coming for you, considering <laughs> that you're not really a fan of beat 'em ups. I thought this was going to go completely the other direction. It was going to be for like an hour, and then you hear me praising, oh, full tens, everything is just perfect, and just like you know, like I'm not going to go full ten, but it definitely impressed me. It's 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 better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it scratched an itch that I didn't know that I had. Really? Will you care to expand on that? Yeah. So not only does it just feel like an old game, right? There's a chaos to it that is like a smooth jazz when it comes to chaos. Because I, I, I was able to play online with six players and there's no way to understand what is happening on screen. No, there's not. I played with two other friends, and that was absolute chaos, too. I was like, where am I? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, is that's fine. Like, playing the game by yourself is fun. Playing the game with two two players is fun. Playing it with six is like playing Smash Brothers with... How many players can you have in Smash Brothers? Like, eight? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like loading up a Smash Brothers screen with eight players with items on, you know? Mm -hmm. Just complete chaos. And, and there is a, there's a beauty to just turning the sliders all the way up and letting people have fun. And that, that's, that's basically what the game is when you play online. Yeah. Uh, these, the game has a reverence for the original cartoon series in a way that I did not anticipate. Neither did I. Like I kind of knew how much, how big a fan, uh, how how big a fans you know these guys were of it. But again, I I started digging in, finding Easter eggs. Oh, there's Easter eggs all over the place. Yeah. Uh, like there's you know there's the cameos that that pop up when you you know, like open a door and oh there's Burn or you you know knock over a, a standee and oh there's a punk frog. You know that mm-hmm. that stuff is cool. But yeah. there, there's even, you know, smaller things here and there. But the attention to detail that I noticed that uh, I guess a, I don't want to say a casual fan, but like someone who isn't as familiar with the original cartoon as me and you mm-hmm. might not notice the quirky behavior of the foot soldiers. Yeah. You know, like a foot soldier in the background wearing an apron or one working at the desk like he knows what he's doing. Like the the foot soldiers are the, – the, they act as if they're actual people. Yeah. In a way that lines up directly with the the, the bizarre sense of humor that the original cartoon had. Yeah. So it, it's – Again, I was very, very impressed, despite almost not wanting to play it. It's not that I didn't want to play it. I was just concerned that when I played it, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, so what, what Easter eggs are you, you talking about specifically? Uh, specifically, there were two major ones that I noticed um, in uh, – let's see – I'm trying to remember which stage it is. Uh, I believe it's the metalhead stage. Okay. Um, 
at the very beginning, you're on the street level, or you're on the you started on the street, and to the far left is Weird Pizza. Mm-hmm. And then you go a little bit further into uh, the level, and on one of the uh, it looks like one of those like if you're in the big city when you would close down your business, you'd have this big like security gate, like you know the big uh, like gray long strips of just metal you know on it and then on it it showed it, it said second time around oh yeah yeah which was pretty cool yeah uh, there's so many of, of 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 those things just just laying around and the game is like the perfect length yeah like you can sit down play through the whole thing in about two hours yeah Give or take, depends on how good you are and how many players you have, you know, playing with you. Mm-hmm. And each level is the perfect length. It's none of them are longer than like seven minutes. Yeah. So it's it's not a big commitment. You're just sitting down, boom, knocking out a level. Cool. I'll come back later. Yeah, it's very much, you know, drop in, drop out. They wanted to make sure that you could do that kind of relatively, you know, with ease. Um, and if you need to back out of the stage, you can go you can go back to the map, which is which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, that is in story mode. There is a there is a uh, an arcade mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I haven't played much arcade mode, but my understanding is, is every time you boot up arcade mode, you just start from the first level. Right. Yeah. That. Kind of sucks on a limited amount of coin. Yeah. Or 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 lives, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess I get it. You know, if you want to choose the levels, just play the story mode. Yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm just being picky. I just don't I guess I just don't see the I don't see the appeal of arcade mode. The, the appeal is this is how it was when you were a kid. I guess that's yeah. the appeal. And I, I have I have no reverence for that. I can see it from the perspective of, you know, people wanting a bit more of a challenge if you know the store mode's not you know challenging to them because there are people that play games on hard or super hard you know because the regular difficulty is just too easy for them and and more power to you guys um uh i haven't really played around with that with that mode um because i was just too busy i was like hey i gotta unlock casey jones <laughs> i gotta get this going <laughs> Now, you unlock Casey Jones by beating story mode. Yeah. And my initial thought was, well, I'll just never play with Casey because once I beat story mode, I'm not going to play this again. Uh, well, I had multiple people reaching out and they're like, hey, you want to play this? You want to play this? And I don't want to play it with anyone. I'll, I'll play with randos online because I don't have to schedule a time to sit down and play it. But I did end up playing with our our, our buddy Reed. Okay, and he's not he's not a huge turtles guy, so we had a lot of questions while we were playing. Uh, I didn't even know he had access to the game. Yeah, he has Game Pass. Uh, he's a man of the future, and he <laughs> ended up having a great time. Oh god, uh, which 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 is really cool. Um, the the one thing I will say about the Xbox version, I don't I don't know if this is specific to Xbox Series X, but I had some serious connectivity issues on the first few days, and I had to hard reset the Xbox. 
like unplug it from the power and plug it back in to get back online. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know if it's specific to that version of Xbox or just my Xbox or, or what. Uh, but once once I did the reset, I was able to get online and play with no no trouble at all. I but can I, actually, I did have a lot of oh, I did have a lot of problems. Up for, up I can first. actually answer that. Uh, they have had problems with it. Um, I was playing online on Switch with some friends, mm-hmm. and it was dropping out for me, and it would freeze, and I'd have to restart. And uh, but there's been an update patch, so there's a new patch to fix some of those issues, and I'm sure they're you know continuing to further. Um, you know, they're what's what's great. Like they have a Discord, and so like the people can report about like, hey, this I'm having this issue, blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks, we'll look into it. You know, yeah. So well, that's nice like, to have like instant feedback. Yeah, my, my, like the issue I was having is very different than that because once I was connected, I was connected. It like yeah. I wasn't dropping anything. It's just turn turn on system, turn on game, go to do online, and it just says connection not available. Yeah. And it would just do that, you know, until I did a hard reset. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, let's say I got most of the achievements. I think there's like four, like four achievements I didn't get. Mm-hmm. Just because there's no way I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. He's like, like beat the game on a hard difficulty, I think is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that's, let me see. Achievements. Here we go. And I know that, you know, the version you're playing doesn't have achievements, but that's fine. Whatever. Actually, it does. It does. Well, it they're, does. they're not system. They're not system level achievements. No, they're just game game level achievements. Yeah. Complete story mode. See, see all the different endings. I did see all the different endings. Um, I did not complete arcade mode in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, complete arcade mode on hardest difficulty. I did not do that. Complete arcade mode without using a credit. I did not do that either. And there are people out there that can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a fun little game. Um, what else you got? Um, I love how the mechan- like the mechanics of it, it, it definitely breaks up the monotony of, of beat-em-ups. Because beat-em-ups, you know, are usually you know the same the same thing of course i i derive enjoyment from beat-em-ups but this was in the past you could use like on the first arcade game you could use your super move you could hit jump and attack at the same time and you do like a a big power swing but on turtles in time if you did that you your health would deplete on in shredder's revenge the game encourages you to use super moves and they are so beautiful when you do because mm-hmm. you get as you level up to you can level each character up to like level 10 um you get four different super moves and for michelangelo probably my favorite one is Liu kang's bicycle kick <laughs> you got you got fighting moves all you know just all in in this freaking game, like Raphael, you know, doing the the uppercut, the the dragon punch, Shoruken, you know, all all this kind of crazy stuff, and then things that are centered around, you know, the opening stuff that they do, like Michelangelo from the opening credits of 
the 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 original show will do you know when they introduce mikey he's doing the nunchucks and knocking stuff away um or flying through the air with the nunchucks and then crashing onto the ground and um, it's just it, it's beautiful like i love that emphasis on these uh these super moves um now when you say super moves are you specifically talking about like the uh the ones you have to build up the meter on or is this yes yes okay okay like the base super move for every character is basically the same. Yeah. Which uh, is kind of a complaint for mine. Cause if you remember back to turtles three on, on the original Nintendo, all the, all the special moves were unique to each turtle. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this one, no matter what character you have, it's basically just an, an area attack that knocks everyone away you know it's 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 not like anything too crazy specific and i i feel like that's a missed opportunity yeah i mean until you use the other ones yeah but you you, but like you have to play through the game a bunch to up up, you know level up your character to unlock those other ones which you know i i thought was was nice uh to have you you know encourages you to you know you know you know, the, that replayability, you know, play some more. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I haven't even unlocked all of April's stuff um, or Leo's. I'm close to, to leveling Don all the way up, so it'll be interesting to see um, what his other moves are. Yeah, I, it's as, as, you know, as much high praise as I have for the game, I think I'm done with it. Have you maxed out all your characters? No, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, well, then it's incomplete. No, it's, no, I'm done with it. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to put all that time into it. I have other games to play. Ah, uh, look, it'll, it'll. In your heart, you'll know what else to be incomplete. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, as I said, it, I, it's, it's high but praise for game. You're a completionist, though, Sergio. I'm not though. I'm not though. Mm. I, I finish games. Like if I if I start a game, I finish that game. Mm. Which uh, a lot of people can't say that they do. I feel like that's a really deep cut. Oh, uh, at you? Yeah. <laughs> Look, if the shoe fits, bro, I'm not. I wasn't trying to call you out. <laughs> well, it feels like you were. I wasn't. I promise I wasn't. It's it's just so many people have, you know. Oh, so yeah, when I played that game, and it turns out they played like two hours of an Assassin's Creed game, and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that game is like 80 hours long. You can't just say you played it. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my issue is different. I have gaming ADD, so it was like I was like, I'll be right in the middle of one, and I was like, oh sweet, this one's co- this 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 new game's coming out. Okay, I gotta get that. Okay, well I'll get back to the other one later. And it, <laughs> it's not that like that all the time. Some there are some games that will you know keep me hooked all the way through. I'm like okay, but yeah, I can't help. Like specifically with with this one, uh. I had Shredder's Revenge installed on my Xbox, but mm-hmm. I had refused to, to even start it until I finished the game I was working on. And the game Man, I was working that, on was Astral Chain. That really would have put a damper in this week's episode recording. <laughs> <laughs> so I just played Astral Chain until I finished it, and then I finished it, and then I immediately booted up Shredder's Revenge. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so so I don't know. It's It's like the opposite of your ADD. 
It's like, yeah. I, let me finish this game and then do the next one. And I'll finish this you game, game and do the next one. Focus is what you have. Yeah, hi, hyper gaming focus. <laughs> hyper gaming focus. Um, yeah. I love how we find out in this game how the Shredder and Krang fund their evil schemes. They make the foot get odd jobs. Yeah. They, they have odd jobs evil. all across town. I mean, working in the mall food court, mm-hmm. uh, working at the zoo. Uh, you know, um, construction jobs. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. You know, they're Hard everywhere. Hard-working foot soldiers. I would like to think that they snuck in, um, and I, ooh, I can't stand these guys. These were just the, the biggest pain. Um, it looked like the original foot soldiers from, uh, you know, the original comics. And they would appear, and they would jump up, and they would have they would have size, but then they would also throw multiple size at you in three pieces. Or oh, three size yeah, those at are the you. worst. Those they're the toughest ones. So I have a feeling it feels like I was like, hey, we're gonna put some uh, some OG foot in here. <laughs> I dude, like those were the most annoying foot soldiers to fight. Them and the uh, the one with the whips and the spears, I hated a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, another one, um, the the one with the mace on a chain. Oh yeah, and you'd have to slide just to just to avoid getting hit by that stupid thing. Yeah. But, I, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah like it's like it sucks that it's so hard, but it's not hard hard. It's more annoying than anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, once you really get the hang of it. And start, you know, picking a character that you're really, you know, really good with. Like, Mikey and April are probably the two fastest. Leo is kind of like that middle ground. Donnie is the slowest next to Master Splinter. Which, you know, I have beef about that. Like, he should be a little faster, a little bit more, you know, a little bit uh, hit a little bit heavier. Because he's a freaking ninja master. But he's also old. Yeah, but in every Kung Fu movie, the old dude is always the toughest, you know. But yeah, you know, Raphael hits, of course, the hardest. Um, And we get to see a lot of uh, characters that were in the show, but didn't make it into a game. Give me uh, what's an example. Uh, well, Tempestra. Um, I knew you were going to say one. Tempestra. <laughs> yeah. And there are very specific um, key audio cues. Like if you fight Tempestra as Leonardo, he has some dialogue with her, which I thought was really cool. Or if like you're in, you're playing the second level, um, which is leading out of the, uh, the Channel 6 building is Donatello, and the foot are... <laughs> Stealing the freaking tires off the turtle van, Donatello has something to say about that. I'm not gonna say what. It's just it's 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 fun and it's great. So, but yeah, so, seeing him. So you're saying that the foot soldiers are Jawas now? Basically. Yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, except they'll kill you. Jawas just want your money. That's true. They want your, and your salvage. Yeah. Yeah. They'll 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 steal your stuff. And then say, hey, you having problems with this? Uh, yeah. Uh, you need one of these. 
it's, yeah, that's, sell it right back to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's funny that you mentioned Temp- Tempestra. Like when I was playing the game with Reed, you know, he recognized Bebop and Rocksteady, of course. Obviously recognized uh, Shredder and, you know, most of the early game characters. Mm-hmm. But he was like, who is Tempestra? Yeah. And I was like, it, it that's kind of a, a deep cut. That's 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 a pretty deep cut. So, OK, OK, there, there's I had a. I don't even know how how to how to jump into this next part of the conversation, but I'm going to do it anyway. OK, are you ready? I'm ready. The way the story progresses, right? Where like like the, the, the basis of the story, I guess, spoiler alert, is that. They're trying to is like the bad guys are trying to assemble the Krang body. Yeah. Uh, and, and the parts are scattered across New York or whatever. Once the Krang body is complete, the turtles make a take a trip to Dimension X. Yeah. And that's where the majority of the end of the game takes place, except for the final battle with uh, the Statue of Liberty. Mm hmm. During their during the levels where they were in Dimension X, it occurred to me that in the original cartoon, they didn't really go to Dimension X. Like the turtles didn't go to Dimension X that often. Right. And it and like it made me nostalgic for something that never happened. Like I I want like I want someone to go back and make episodes that are like a like a six episode arc or a five episode arc where they're stranded in Dimension X and they're having to fight their way to the Technodrome so they can get home. I was literally about to say something on the, on those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yes, I agree. 100%. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) this is probably more of a, a criticism of the original cartoon, but the story that they're telling in this game is probably more compelling than most of the episodes in that original cartoon. Yeah. Like, so I've I've mentioned this a few times um, in talking about the game before it even came out that it feels like this is a continuation kind of, you know, of season one had it had kind of like an overarching story. And season two kind of had that structure, but then they kind of threw that, you know, to the wayside because of, you know, re-airings and you can't have, a you know, multiple parter episode re-airing on TV without airing, you know, the three or four other episodes before it. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed how every stage was basically a mini episode. And like you said, it's, it's telling a one giant continuous story and getting to hang out in dimension X was really cool because, you know, they wanted to do something that we'd not seen before. So I was like, Oh great. The technodrome. Uh, but it's busted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and like that it, was so cool. Like it almost had a Lord of the Rings feel. Like these characters are fighting their way through Dimension X as if they're headed to Mordor. Yeah. You know, a stranger in a strange land. How how do we do this? You know, it, it. There's a there's a charm there that wasn't in the original show because the original show was very episodic. It was just. Oh, look at this, guys. There's a bad guy. Oh, we're going to beat him. Then we're going to eat pizza. And then the next, the next episode, hey, there's a bad guy. We're going to beat him. Then we're going to eat pizza. Yeah. So 
it's it's just th- th- this story makes me long for a new version of that original series. Yeah. Like like it, like if they told me they were rebooting the cartoon, right? Cuz obviously they're going to reboot the TV show. That's that's going to happen. And whether oh, we're going to yeah. get yeah, whether we're going to get something based on the comics or based on something different, if they were to announce a reboot of the original show that was kind of in the same universe, but it had a, mo- a more coherent storyline and like through lines and uh, like an actual adventure. Yeah, I feel like that would be peak Ninja Turtles for a lot of people. Yeah, because like I've seen like in, in a lot of the comments on on social media that you know people you know when they posted about the new comment they're like no we want a new show you know so I'm like who knows you know give us that you know kind of that mixture of heavy action comedy you know uh, tone <laughs> kind of like, to, you know, like, like it. Pulled off really nicely with Rise, which was more heavy comedy with heavy action. But well, Rise is its own thing, you know. Rise is is is. is creatives attempting to make their own mark on a franchise, and that's and that's fine. That's you know I encourage that as well. But if we want to get to the root of why the turtles are so popular, what what fans want is that original cartoon, but good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And when I say but good, it, it's because that original cartoon is kind of hard to watch for a lot of people because it's so it 80s and so so episodic and so cheesy. Apart that, from the first five episodes. Yeah, that, that, that it's hard to take that series seriously. And this yeah. is coming from someone who loves it. It's hard to take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. And Give it's like that, but good. Yeah. And like there's been a lot of mistreatment. Of the 80s Turtles in, you know, like Turtles Forever. We haven't gotten there yet, but oh boy, I have less to say. And then I guess kind of in the, the 2012 series as well, I've seen snips, uh, like clips here and there. I'm like, just, you know, just give us that that happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. Which this game delivered on all fronts. It really did. It really did. And... Uh, this this actually leads directly into our panel that we're that we're going to have at the Comic Con. The panel is about the future of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you know it's it's basically me and you speculating where they're going next, uh, and, and kind of looking at the projects that are already announced, uh, and 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 trying to figure out what is the smartest move. Mm-hmm. And prior to playing Shredder's Re- Shredder's Revenge, I don't know if this would have even been on my radar. Mm-hmm. A a like a, a reboot of the original TV show that captures the tone and the whimsy of the original TV show, but also makes it a watchable 2022 like adventure show. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited. Like Shredder's Revenge is a fantastic game and it's not just fantastic because it's a good turtles game or a good follow-up uh, or homage to those original beat 'em ups. It's just actually a good game by game standards. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it's it's a shell of a good time, solo or with friends. Probably you know more so with friends. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and it's <laughs> this. This isn't really much of a of a crown, but I'm willing to say it's the best turtles game ever. Yeah, it's definitely my most favorite because it gave me that warm nostalgia feeling of playing growing up and playing the crap out of the originals and you had all those callbacks but it wasn't it wasn't just like oh here's this or here's that it was all serviceable to the game to the story that freaking music man the games have always had fantastic music and there's no exception for this game like it had some just bangers the 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 music it's like it's i would say it's like equal parts original video game soundtracks uh 80s music and sonic the hedgehog like i heard a lot of sonic in that music really hmm. yeah yeah J- just in like how it's composed and some of the like the the synthesizers they use it reminded me very heavily of like sonic 2 and 3 which is like that's actually high praise because the soundtracks in Sonic two and three are stellar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're, you're right. The, the, the music in the game is wonderful and I'm really glad I ordered the, uh, the soundtrack. Yeah. I'll be getting that with my collector's edition probably. Yeah. Um, it like, I wanted to go over like, the bosses too because like we get to fight chrome dome right we get to fight captain zorax which is a triceraton which mm-hmm. um think he was named wrong on the NECA packaging okay what do you mean i think it's incorrectly named we we have the internet we can look that up let's see zorax What's his uh, Z-O-R-A-X is how he's named on the packaging, I think. No, he's not. Oh, man. On the packaging, he's named Zarax. Yeah. Z-A-R-A-X, which is wrong. Ah, look at you. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. It was it was nice to see the Triceratons uh, in the game. Yeah, and and they treated the Triceratons like they're like a big deal. And they were tough, especially those shielded dudes. I was like, I hate you guys. I hate you guys. And where do you find them? In the Natural Science Museum. Which was it? I thought it was a zoo. No, that was Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Who were the enemies in the zoo? The Triceratons. Okay, so yeah, it's Triceratops. Oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, in the zoo. Um, well, it was all the foot soldiers, and then eventually you had a stampede of the same rhino and warthog, which was also be, you know, pre-Bebop and Rocksteady animals that they used to, uh, um, you know, put around human Bebop and Rocksteady to turn them into mutants. Yeah. Let's see, yeah, Rumble in the Zoo was... Ground Chuck and Dirtbag. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here, everything you're saying is accurate. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> seeing Triceratons was cool because yeah, I don't think we do. We ever get Triceratons in the original games? 
they're on the cover of, of Turtles 3 NES, but I can't remember if they're in the game. I don't recall them being in the game. Uh, and just as an like as a a bad guy set, they very much get overlooked, especially in the original cartoon. Uh, they were more prominent in I would say both the 2K3 and Nickelodeon shows. It, they were almost yeah. an afterthought in the original show. Yeah, no, they're not even in the game, even though they're on the cover of the freaking box. <laughs> That's Konami for you. Yeah. Now we get a kind of a well, we get a, an original creation in the weird, uh, like Mecha Mouser, like robots. Right. Right. And we get the the big fat mousers that vomit tiny mousers, but then we get that other one that's just terrifying. They can reach out and grab you with the hands, and I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. It's a great uh, – and he explodes into tiny mousers. Or was that the other one? It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, It feels like continuity-wise, like they're not saying that it's Turtles 5, but I feel that it's Turtles 5 because it, like the events from 3 and 4, like you get um, Bebop and Rocksteady's uh, – you know, giant monster truck, which was a, uh, supposed to be a, a toy, but it was canceled before we even got it. So it's nice to see that in the game. Yeah. Uh, nice to see the knucklehead in the game in the mall uh, section. Mm-hmm. Um, they're using the cheapskates. You know, they're just like, like, hey, let's use all the stuff from the the you know the toy line and the and the show and make it you know. This feels like a more like true adaptation of the cartoon than the actual the previous games. Oh, absolutely. Not knocking those other games, but I oof, am. this I you am. know, but you know, that's just was, me. Yeah, that's just you. <laughs> but I, I absolutely love all of it. And you can still throw the foot soldiers or smack them left or right and you know, all of that and you combo moves and stuff. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this. Okay. Out of out of all the characters, who were your favorite ones to play as? To play as April O'Neil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael. Yeah. Just those two. Pretty much. There's only six. Well, it's only seven characters. Yeah. I really enjoyed playing um, as April as well. She's just a beast. She is. Um, yes, it's absolutely. Like I would say, possibly overpowered. Like. Yeah. And it's great. Her, her I, I love is is fierce. Chun Li, Chun Li thighs, you know, going to work. Um, I really, really enjoyed playing as Casey. I did not. And like, why is that? His like his punch was nothing. Like you had to land that first punch and then land like three other punches for it to seem like he was doing any damage. Now, and of course, his special moves are fine, but he just he just seemed like he was doing nothing when you, when when you're trying to punch. I th- maybe it's because you were used to Raphael being in the powerhouse. Maybe, maybe he 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 just seemed it, it, he seemed like he wasn't balanced properly. Yeah, and of course, love playing as Mikey. Like Mikey is my first, and then April and Casey, and then all the others. I enjoyed. 
playing as everybody except for Splinter. I just did not enjoy as much, um, which was a shame because you know uh, one like the other ones. Now, um, they have said as of yet no DLC, but they're open to it. You know, if it continues, I'm like, dude, this game's going to be million seller. It's getting perfect scores, fantastic scores all across the board. Yeah. I want Punk Frogs playable. <laughs> I'd rather have they're a the sequel. perfect. I'd much rather have a sequel. Well, I mean, they, you know, they're going to do. They're probably going to do both. Is my guess. Is as successful and as popular as this is. Um, now, now, keep in mind, it's only been out a week. Like it's yeah, but people are already going crazy over it. it. It's it's only been out a week. We don't know if it has legs. It's it's very possible that you know eighty five percent of the player player base will fall off in the next week and a half. We don't know. I don't know. Like when you look at it, like ultimately it's a budget a budget title which gets more players in the door on day one mm. because it's what it's a twenty five dollar game. Which is yeah. an that's an appropriate price for this this amount of game. Yeah, I mean, also too, you take into account the the physical sales too, because a lot of people want matter. those. Those don't matter. Oh, they do. They All matter. the sales matter. Like if if you All have a million seller on on like digital sales, and you sell fifty thousand physical copies, those physical cop- physical copies don't matter. See, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think all sales matter. It, like they, they matter in that they're going to make a profit on it, but it's not like the physical sales are what's going to push it over the top. It's like, oh man, glad we did those physical ones. Now we can afford to make a sequel. No, no, they're, they're going to make the sequel based on either the money they're getting from Xbox for the Game Pass stuff or the actual success of the digital downloads, because the physical, the physical copies won't even be in homes for another what two months yeah yeah so we'll we'll see we'll see i i I don't even know if any of this is a criticism it's just it's a good game and even reviewers are convinced that it's a good game it's a reasonably priced game and everything points to we need more of this how do we get that in people's hands yeah, I'd like to see, you know, as much as I love Shredder and Krang, like for the next one, I'd like to see them, you know, go with somebody different or in a less capacity or something, you know, yeah. kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think they'd pull in Dreg or Havoc or any of the, you know, seasons eight through ten, you know, bad guys just yet. Oh, well, who knows? Um, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, you're right. They did kind of go kitchen sink on on in this game. Like if if you're pulling Tempestra out of out of the bin, then you're running out of bad guys. Yeah, I mean you can have. Didn't they have like a like a Medusa and a and Shrieka and you know a bunch of. I mean there's tons of other weird, crazy. You know what? Don Tertelli. Don Tertelli. There you go. Tickling whole, people's whole feet, level that you just beating up gang members and just running away, you know, from uh, trying to get your feet tickled. <laughs> Look out, April. He's that's, coming for them feet. That's Don Tertelli's like special move is he tickles you. 
What, wait, was it Don Tertelli or was it somebody else that was the... Um... I think it was Tertelli. Uh, I do have a couple of complaints. Okay. How are you going to have Wingnut and not have Screw Loose? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, at the very least, have him hanging out on his shoulder or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, th- that, that, bu- that bugged me more than it should have. Right. I Like... I know it's not it's probably not actually that big a deal. Um, the other thing that bothered me was the inclusion of Super Shredder. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Super Shredder that I'm not even taking yeah. that into consideration. OK, I, yes, I don't like Super Shredder, but his inclusion doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, if we're following the logic in the in the universe, he should turn into an animal when exposed to the mutagen. He shouldn't turn into Super Shredder. Yeah. So, I, and and I know why it was done. It was done because Super Shredder is so popular. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's just again I, one of those things that just bothers me. I'm I'm predicting it now. Uh, Shredder's revenge action figures. Nah. Nah. I will say I didn't really like the the design of the shredder. He looked like his arms were like too long. Like he could have they could have proportion wise they could have pulled it back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's one thing we didn't talk about was the the voice acting. Uh, we we got some some voice acting from the original uh, Turtles cast. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get uh, we got all, uh, April or Splinter or Casey. Or Krang, uh, voice actors back, um, for whatever reason. Um, but we did get uh, Rob Paulson, Cam Clark, Barry Gordon, Townsend Coleman, Townsend Coleman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, Townsend was—I was like, if he doesn't voice the Rat King, I'm going to be so disappointed. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it—it it, it almost felt like like it. There could have been more, like they could have done more voice acting, but it wasn't like TMNT Retro, uh, Rescue Palooza, where it was every five seconds or every second after you hit, there was just voice. It didn't sound it. It did not annoy me at all. Yeah, it was it was and sprinkled the, in pretty nicely. Yeah, and um, again, like in, if when you fight certain characters and or certain bosses, you get different audio cues and stuff, and and um. I love like when you're charging up your your ninja meter, um, Donatello just kind of chills out playing Game Boy, and I was like, "Are those foot soldiers playing Game Boy too?" Yep. Are they playing Follow the Foot Clan? I wonder. I bet they are. <laughs> they're playing non-specific portable gaming console. Yeah, they're playing the Ninja Turtles game. We know they're playing one. Um, but uh, yeah, so much to love about this game. Um, when we when we stop recording, I'm probably gonna go play it some more. Um, <laughs> you know, it's I, I it's definitely the more enjoyable beat 'em up that I've played because um, the momentum is so fast. Especially you know, you have a double tap and you can run in the different directions. You can slide. You can do all that stuff, and you don't really 
get that level of quickness uh, with a lot of beat-em-ups. Now, there are exceptions, but it, it definitely broke up the monotony. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you are onto something by saying it's very fast-paced. It's an extremely fast-paced game. Yeah, just full ninja baby, just going crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, here's another real stupid. All my complaints are real minute and kind of stupid, but when when you save the punk frogs, yeah, why aren't they trying to help? Exactly. All like, they're when, doing in when 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 in one of the stages, uh, you're fighting Leatherhead. They're having a good time on the roller coaster. I'm like, gee, thanks, guys. Yeah, like, like, oh, you saved Napoleon Bonafrog. And he just stands there while you're trying to, you know, beat up 15 foot soldiers. The least he could do is jump down, smack one of them, and then jump off screen. Yeah. I, I kind of get the feeling. Stupid complaint. <laughs> well, you know, it's valid. I, But I do kind of get the feeling, you know, they're, they're, they might be playable at some point. And, you know, I've given up hope of having Metalhead playable because he's he's big and he's, you know, he's too big for the stages. Um, well, he's also categorized as a bad guy. Well, not after you beat him like he was under Shredder's control and it's like, oh, hey, I don't know what I was doing because uh, the turtles were just kind of chilling with him. Like, oh, hey, you OK? We'll see. We'll um, see. I- I don't it's think a, there's going to be DLC. I, honestly, I don't. Well, see, they didn't think there was going to be DLC for uh, Streets of Rage 4, but that we got it. Yeah, I, the reason they're I don't not think, closed off to it. They've no, already said yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's possible. It. It's just a, as a as as a budget title, I don't see them. It's like, hey, here's a twenty five dollar game and fifteen dollars worth of DLC. If Nickelodeon, and I'm pretty sure they will, because this is super successful. Like, here's more money. What do you want to do? Uh, can we license Usagi Yojimbo, please? That's not going to happen. That's uh, hey. Happen. Never say never. It's not, like, write it down. If Usagi Yojimbo ends up being playable, like, episode 91, someone pointed out and say, Sergio, told you so. But, it, yeah, it's not going to happen. I want punk frogs, Sergio. Uh, I almost said Ursergio. It's like, no, that's not a character. Or is it? <laughs> um, Usagi, and I want Rex 1 playable. Or Mac. That'd be fun. Mac? Yeah, the crazy uh, short circuit Johnny 5 robot. Oh, yeah, that's not going to happen either. Oh, no, wait. He hated fighting. Um, <laughs> what about Zack the Fifth Turtle? That would be plausible. <laughs> that That's probably the most plausible of all of them. Um, he'd be super weak though. Yeah, just like April O'Neil. No, April's beast. She been training. <laughs> she been. Yeah, I I don't know. I, like maybe if they were to do a DLC, maybe a character and a stage. Yeah. Or a couple characters and a stage. I I don't see it being like there's again they're scraping the bottom of the barrel already with some of these the, the these villains so. There's not m- not much. There aren't many places for them to go mm-hmm. in like in directions that people would know what they're doing. You know, it, at this point, 
if you're releasing DLC for a character that's so obscure, no one cares about them. Why are you doing it? See, I don't know. I mean, people like the punk frogs. Yeah. You know, people like Usagi that aren't named Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know, it's it's. Oh, you know what I want to see in the next game? What? I want to see Slash or Smash. What was his name? Oh, oh Smash, the the uh, from the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang. Yes, and I want a Crooked Ninja Turtles like just uh, yes. That, that's okay. what I want. That, that would do be, that. That would be a, a cool level. Yeah, very cool. But have them all throughout, kind of like a nice mix. <laughs> oh, that's it right there. And like somehow it, back to back into a human. Oh yeah, yeah. And his brother, his brother comes shows up. Yep. I mean, there's any any kind of direction they could take any of this stuff. I mean, these guys are super fans, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm just happy it's good. You know, I, as I said, I went into this with a lot of tre- trepidation. I didn't want to argue with you on this episode, and I was, and I felt like I was going to have to. You know. But ultimately, I, the the game is good enough to justify its existence, and oddly enough, is adding value to the Ninja Turtle name. Yeah. A lot of heart and soul and love went into this game, and you can just, you can tell. We need more of that, more passion. And hopefully this is just a taste of things to come. Maybe this is the beginning of, uh, you know, more Turtles games, hopefully more. Um, I Again, we've, I've, mentioned this many times i want like an arkham uh series turtles game in the city running around going crazy and and i and i feel like this game only proves that's not going to happen i don't know again you never know you know i never thought that they would show up an injustice and they totally did that, that that's like saying hey man i see you really like that pizza and 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 the response is yeah i do all right cool let me try to sell you this I don't know, grilled chicken, you know, it's just because I, I, like, I don't think turtles on being, my pizza. No, no, just, okay. It was, it was, it was, it was a metaphor that kind of went sideways, but basically all this game it proves is that turtles in a beat up are still a cool thing. Yeah. They don't prove that turtles videos, video games are, are, you know, are having a renaissance or that people even want, anything other than turtles in a beat em up. So I all think, it does I is think in, both could exist. I, I, I look, I would love, I'm on your team here, but this game it doesn't seem like it. This game's I'm just, I'm just trying to be realistic about it. This game's success only informs publishers and developers that games like this can be successful. Yeah. That, that, that's just how it works. It, it's, it's not like, like they release a new halo game. It's huge. It's not like they're like, cool, this Halo game is popular. Let's make a beat-em-up with Master Chief in it. You know? It's it's a completely different genre, and it's it's it, it, w- it would be catering to a completely different audience. So it d- doesn't really prove much that that this is a big hit. It's great that it's a big hit. I just – just just be careful with your expectations because I don't think we're going to get what you want or what either one of us wants. I don't know. Like – I mean, I get what you're saying, but like also too, like look at was it the Gotham Knights game that's coming out? 
mm-hmm. where you can play as multiple different um, characters, and I think you can even do co- online. Like that would be something kind of cool, you know, right, to have. Right, but that's still a different genre of game. Yeah, but I think it's something that would be great, you know, explored. Because like, how cool would it be to be running on rooftops and all of a sudden, oh, random foot foot soldier attacks? I was like, okay, I'm here for all of this. Look, again, I'm on your team. This nothing sounds better when it comes to turtles games. I just don't see it happening. I, I don't see anyone. Being, I don't see anyone incentivized to do that. Well, any final thoughts on Shredder's Revenge before we wrap this up? I want more. Like I'm just, I'm pleased. I'm so happy that they got uh, the original actors back. Um, I am bummed that they didn't, you know, get everybody back for their respective roles. Um, but who they got, you know, sounded, sounded pretty good. Um, it's just, it's, it's just energetic and fun and just, you know, it, it definitely has become my, my top favorite, um, up. I play a lot of them just cause it's just, you know, that's, one of the ways I de-stress, and it helps. Yeah, yeah, it's it's mindless fun. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's k- kind of where I stand on it. Like this game is better than it probably should be, um, and it's 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 priced right. I don't I don't think this game is as much of a success if it's a sixty dollar game. Yeah, you know, being able to finish the story mode in two hours. I would be kind of pissed if I paid 60 bucks and it was, I was done with the story in two hours. So it being $25 seems like the, the sweet spot. Uh, I think that's it for me when it comes to shredders revenge. Uh, yeah. Here's where we, here's where we usually go into plugs. Um, but first let's talk about the comic con. Okay. This weekend, uh, June, yeah, June. We're in June. June 25th yeah. uh, at 1.15 in Panel Room 1 at the Mississippi Comic Con. Uh, your favorite shellheads, uh, me and Jeff, will be in there chatting about the future of Ninja Turtles. I'm, I'm sure that we'll talk about video games. We'll probably talk about movies, television, even comics. Like, There's a lot of different aspects of the Turtles uh, media to discuss uh and assuming they'll they let me bring like a box of goodies into the building i should have a bunch of stuff to give away nice yeah uh so so bring your bring your uh your turtles knowledge because we might throw some trivia at you we did last year Uh, we won't be using those trivia questions again for any of the any of you out there that took notes (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like last year we threw out some some pretty pretty softball questions and and the audience got them wrong. So we may just break out the same questions again. We might. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if you're in town or if you're in the area or in the, in the region, uh, we'll be there. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff happening at the comic con that you can check out. Uh, and, and again, I'm going to have a lot of goodies, so hopefully I can hand those out. Jeff, is there anything you want to say? Or let me, let me rephrase that between now and then, where can you be found, Jeff? 
As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we uh, specialize in retro and modern games. Um, we also provide uh, retro game restoration uh, and cleaning for cartridge games and cartridge game-based uh, systems. Uh, we do Super Smash Brothers tournaments pretty much every single week, um, uh, every Saturday night. Um, and if you haven't come, uh, to game with us yet, we would, uh, love to have you come, uh, game with us. Um, it'd be great. You'll have a great time. Where can we find you, Sergio? Realitybreached.com. Uh, that's where all of, um, uh, the Reality Breach podcasts live. The, the, the Reality Breached show has been rebooted. You can find it on any and all of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, I'm gonna. Reality Breach does not have a panel this year at the Comic Con, but if you see us on the con floor, uh, I'm gonna have a box of business cards with Steam codes written on the back of them for free video games. Hey. So assuming I have any, I have cards left. I'll totally drop you one and. Uh, some of the some of the games are good. Some of them are not good. Some of them are old. Some of them are newer. But it's going to be a free game, uh, just you know, just to kind of get you to listen to Reality Breached because it's it's a fun show that that covers a lot of pop culture and and uh, it's it's kind of the flagship show for RealityBreached.com. So check that out. Okay. Well, we've reached the end of our episode, episode ninety-one. Jeff, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.